Well, it's good to have you today. If you're new, I'm J.O. This is my wife, Radine. We're so glad that you could join Heart of the City Church. We're starting a new series today. Uh, two times a year, we preach vision series, and we go through uh, what's very important to us, uh, the four areas that you would really camp out on somewhat at Growth Track and uh, why we exist. And I want to uh, begin that today. I'm going to cover the very first one called No God. Will you say that with me, No God? Yeah. Pray with me as we dive in today. Father, thank you uh, for amazing worship, for your presence. I just want to be where you are. Right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just touch every life here in such a beautiful fashion today. God, for our new folks, God, just pour out your, your grace upon them. Let them feel uh, our love, your love, and just uh, welcome to this place. Lord, we just ask that you would uh, just breathe your fire down upon your word today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. We have a mission statement here at Heart of the City Church, and that mission statement is to be a people after God's own heart. I'd like you to join me and say that with me right now on the count of three. One, two, three, to be a people after God's own heart. We feel like that's going to take place through four uh, areas that, Mr. Dalen Gunn, good to have you. Hi, Mary. God bless you. Dalen has been through a, a, a terrible accident, and this is the first time I think I've seen him back in church, and I can just interrupt for a minute because he's a miracle to be in church, and so we're so thankful. Thank you for being here. Good to see, really, really good to see you guys. Where I was at is uh, there's four elements that we think that's going to cause that to take place in our lives. To be a people after God's own heart. And the first one is to know God. Say that with me, know God. Know God. The second one is find freedom. find freedom. Number three, discover purpose. Discover. And to make a, make a difference. Let me hit those just for a moment. Know God. There's many ways that you can know God. You can know God walking around the woods. You can know God early morning in your devotions. Here, we think the primary way that people are going to know God and come to know God is on weekend gatherings. So I'm going to talk about knowing God today. The second one is uh, finding freedom. You saw or heard a little bit about Compte, <laughs> missing you and I, community, in and through our small groups. We feel like as people are really locked in to community in our small groups, that you will find freedom. There is a two wing out of Acts 2. They met in the temple and they met from house to house. You put those together, you fly. It's not just about a house church system. It's not just about coming on the weekends, but it's both. It's Bible. So anyway, find freedom. The next one is discover purpose. We can help you discover your purpose in our growth track. It's not the only place. You discover your purpose in many areas, but we think that God will use growth track to help you discover your purpose, especially for Heart of the City Church. And the last one is to make a difference. Say that with me, make a difference. Make a difference. We want you to make a difference here, but we want you to make a difference there, here and out there. So here, it's about being on teams. Out there, it's about being salt and light. Let me give you a little example of you can make a difference wherever you are. Friday night, I went to pick up my really good friend who's here, uh, and I picked him up at like 9.22 or so. Uh, and then I was waiting for my brother to fly in two hours later 
So uh, I was like, where can we go eat? And uh, there's not a lot of places open in the Spokane area that, that late at night. So there's uh, the casino there. And so we went into the casino. And you know the casino. It's got a different type of atmosphere. You walk in and everyone's pushing buttons. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and we walked in and, and walked around. And there was like only one place to get food. And we, ordered, we were ordering a couple things. A guy walks right up behind me and says, I want to buy your dinner. Well, flags start flying in my head when everybody, somebody wants to buy me dinner that I don't know who they are, and I've never seen them in my life, and I'm like, I'm like hey, bro, why do you want to buy me dinner? He says, I just want to buy you dinner. He says, I don't want you to buy anything that you want. I said, did you just win a lot of money or something? He goes, no. He says, I got money, and he showed me a wad of, but I, but I, don't, I didn't win money, and I said, okay, I'm just trying to pulse this out, and, and, uh, and, and he says, hey, listen, I'll give you a, I'll give you a max. Um, you can max out, buy whatever you want for $200. And I go, okay. I, I bought what I was originally going to buy, a Diet Pepsi and a, like a protein bar, you know, this homemade protein bar. That was it. That's all I wanted. And my buddy bought a diet, uh, no, a latte and a bagel. And so he bought it for us and bought a couple other guys there. And, and then we sat down and I was looking at this gentleman and, uh, and uh, he walked by and I says, hey, man, you did me a favor. Let me, let me do you a favor. Let me pray for you. And he just stopped like, bam, God moment. He just looked at me. And you could tell that he had been drinking, but he wasn't out of his head or out of his mind totally or anything like that. I mean, he, he struggled a little bit, but then all of a sudden he just froze. And he says, man, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I, I struggle with drinking. I st- struggle with gambling. And he, starts, he started just like confessing. He struggled with other things. And I says, hey, man, we all fall. We all follow. We want to fall forward. And we were just encouraging him. And I says, hey, can I pray for you? And laid hands on him, prayed for him. And he just began to weep. He says, I haven't cried for five years. And then he started telling his story. And he's got a tough story. Then he calls his wife over. And she was just a precious lady. And uh, we got to know them and invite them to church, exchange numbers. And, and then we got in a circle, and then he prayed for us. And, uh, and then just, just really got to know them. But one thing beyond anything is that I thought I was there to get a little snack, and the snack had nothing to do with it. It was totally a divine appointment with this couple. And so I want to believe that we made a difference in their life. And no matter where you are, if you're here or you're there or wherever you are in a casino, I'm like, Jesus would be all up in a casino. He came to be light in a dark spot. He came to uh, be a physician to those who needed healing. And, uh, and, and it was just a, it really impacted my life and it impacted their life. And they're going to come to church here on a Saturday night, they told me. And so I just say that because you can make a difference no matter where you are. But I want to get back to that maybe in a few minutes because it has a lot to do with you knowing God. And I'm going to dive into you knowing God today, hopefully in a, maybe a little, little, little different twist on it, knowing God and making him known. I'm not wondering if you come to church. Obviously, you come to church. You're here. I'm not wondering if you're born again. I want you to be born again. But people have children, and they really never know their parents. 
So I'm not so concerned that if you're born again at this moment, I want you to be born again, you're going to have that opportunity, but that's not what I'm digging at today. I'm not wondering if you do nice, kind, and good things. I'm wondering today, do you know him? I'm not wondering if you prophesy or speak in tongues or operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not concerned if you give tithes or offerings right now. I'm concerned. I want to know, and I want you to answer the question to yourself, do you know him? Well, Jay, I'm in church. I don't care if you're in church. Church doesn't mean that you know him. I carry a Bible. That doesn't mean that you read it. You got 15 versions on your phone, but you never crack it. Do you know him? My, my question to everyone, convicting my own heart today, do you know him? I, I, I don't even care if you have all kinds of titles around your name, prophet, what apostle. I want to know, do you know him? Adam and Eve... They knew the sound of God in the garden, and I think it was because they knew him. And you have this guy named Enoch. The Bible says he walked with God, and then God took him. You have this thing about Abraham. I'm going to read this about Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Listen to this. And he was called a friend of God. I wonder, do you know him? Listen to what the Bible says about Moses. Thus, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to a friend. This is what God says about David. I found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart. Look, look, look. who will do my will? Do you know him today? Daniel Knew him in the lion's den. But I want you to know what got him in the lion's den. Let me, let me read for a minute. It was him knowing God that got him in the lion's den. The Bible says in Daniel 6.10, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this was the writing of the king saying, Hey man, you better not be praying to nobody else other than me. I'm, I'm the man. And I want you to see what David did. He went home, the Bible says. And in his upper room... With his window, not hiding in a little, in a little crouch down in the corner. In the window, he opened toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day, that very day. And he prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. And then they found him, threw him in the lion's den. I wonder... Do you know him? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew him in the fire. Tell your neighbor right now, the fourth be with you. <laughs> Noah knew him in the flood. Peter knew him walking on the water. Paul knew him in prison. John knew him on the island of Patmos. Deborah knew him as her the one that caused her to be a judge. Mary Magdalene knew the one who de delivered her of seven demons. Dan this is what the Bible says also in Daniel about knowing God. And I wonder, do you know him? It says this in, in, in Daniel eleven thirty two. 32, at the end of the scripture, it says, but the people who know, say that with me, know. No. The people who know 
their God shall be strong and do great exploits. There's probably only one or two places in the Bible that word is used, exploits. It's like heroic feats. I wonder, do you know him? In the Hebrew, it's yada. Do you yada God? Do you know him? I want to read three scriptures today. I've used them before. Craig preached on it not too long ago. Um, if, there's, if there's ever been a day that you need to know God, it's today. I'm not talking about knowing religion. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm not, not talking about knowing how to be, you know, I could... Man, I've been in church so long, I, can, I, can just, I could just roll and act like a Christian. I could operate in my own giftings and probably get by a little bit. But I'm conv- I don't want to do that. I want to know my God. I want to know my Heavenly Father. I want to be close to Him. I want to know Him. Listen to the scripture today, three scriptures. We're going to break them down here real quick. If you got your Bible, turn with me to Matthew 7, 21 through 23. 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Look at this. But those who does the will of my Father in heaven. Let me repeat that again. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Complete faith, I call it complete faith or the totality of your faith. It's not just some cosmic believing or it's not just some Lord, Lord confession. It's more than that. Now, I believe confession is vital. But I believe your confession is the conception of your faith. The conception of your faith begins with, God, you are my Lord, you are my King. Your confession is vital, but it's only the conception of your faith. And then you have the B, believing. Believing is, is, is of, of utmost importance. I believe in the church. I, I believe in the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptism of water. I believe in the word of God. I, I, I believe in, 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 in the saints and, 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 and the Holy Spirit and, and, and the day of Pentecost. I believe. I believe. There's many things I believe, but my faith is not just bound or, or based on my confession and my believing. It's, it's more than that. Believing is the birthing. You have the conception, your confession. The birthing of your faith is believing. But then what, what brings it, what wraps it all together for the totality of your faith is basically doing the will of the Father, which is A, action. Say that with me, action. It's not just believe. How many know that devils believe? If you think you can get to heaven just because you believe, I got news for you. It's more than believing. It's more than talking a big, a big talk. There's some action involved. He who does the will of the Father. The action is the exercise, the practice, to be busy, carry out, undertake, to do. Our, 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 our faith has action. It has works. Now, it's not works to get to heaven. 
But we have action in our faith because of what God's done in our heart. See, if God's done something in your heart, you're going to do something. Did you hear? I got to say that again. If God's done something in your heart, I think you're going to do something. Right? You're going to step out of the boat. You're going to follow him. He's going to make you a disciple. You're going to pick up your cross, follow him daily. And it goes on to say in verse 22, go with me, 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. This is a charismatic church that they talk about right there. Casting out demons. I said earlier, I'm not concerned if you prophesy or operate in your gifts today. I wonder, do you know him? These people, they cast out demons. They prophesied. They did wonders in his name. It's more than that. It's more than that. Verse 23. And then I will declare to them, who, who is them? Them is those who be casting out demons, doing wonders in his name, prophesying, so forth, so on. It says, then I will declare to them, I never knew, knew. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That knew, right? There's, a, there's different news or knows in the Bible, in the Greek. Uh, this one is not as common, but it is throughout the scriptures. This, this new is Janoski or Genoski. I never Genoski, I never Janoski you. That is a, a, an intimate Genoski or Janoski. It's, 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 it is actually to know, it is to understand, it's to, 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 to perceive. But there's something very intimate about it. Listen to this. It's a Jewish idiom of sexual intercourse between a man and a woman become acquainted to know. Like, for example, Adam knew Eve, and guess what took place? Cain and Abel. They knew. I wonder, do you know him? I wonder, do you gnosko him today? We are his bride, and he's our husband. I'm not talking about any twisted perversion. I'm talking about intimacy with the Father. The angel came to Mary. Mary's a, a young girl, and the angel's bringing up a very different type of message that she's going to have a baby. That of the Holy Spirit coming upon her. And the Bible says in Luke 1.34, it says, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? Gnosko. What, what do you mean by that, Jay? How, how can this be? I've never been intimate. How can this be? I've never had sexual intercourse. Gnoski. No, no intimacy. Uh, a couple of years ago, I heard a message by a guy, guy named Anthony Chapman. He actually spoke it, I think, in 1989 from Yorkshire. And I was listening to him, and it was just, it struck my heart, and it stayed with me. 
And he used the illustration between a doctor and a, a gynecologist. Today I'm just going to use uh, two doctors. Let's just say a male doctor and a female doctor, right? They're in a room and they talk about bones. They talk about blood. They talk about organs. They know the upper and the lower GI. And they know about the pancreas and the liver. And, and they know about uh, the marrow of the bone. And they know all about these things. And, and they got even diplomas and, 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 and all, you know, just years and years and years of education. They got stacks of college loans that they're still paying back at 40. Right? And they're in this room and they're discussing. They, they're going off on what they know about the, bo the body and about the organs and disease and, and all these different things. But at the end of the day, at the, at the, at the, at the, you know, they come out of the room and there is no baby. Why is there no baby? Because they didn't know each other. Well, J.O., they should have been married. Maybe they should have been married. My point here is that no matter what, they didn't know one another. They, they knew all about the body. They, they, they had so much information, knowledge about the body, but because they didn't gnosko each other, they, they, didn't have, they, they didn't produce any fruit in their life. I'm going to tell you today that there's not a person in this room that's a believer that God is not looking for fruit in your life. God wants you and me to bear something, and that is fruit. If you're a mother in here, you've bared a child. God calls me and you to bear fruit, to multiply, to produce. Produce comes from one place, knowing him, intimacy with the Father. I don't think that you can be intimate with the Father and not do what he calls you to do. I don't think you can be intimate with the Father and not be like the Father. I used to manage a gym. A very interesting guy used to come to the gym. I remember seeing him walking up on the sidewalk, coming in, paying his gym membership. He paid his membership every month. This was before you paid, you know, texting and online. I mean, the brother dropped off his monthly membership. $32 or $35, $29, whatever it was. But I never saw him work out one time. <laughs> never! I don't care how many YouTube videos you watch on working out. I don't care how much you watch people working out. I don't care how much you study nutrition. There's a day where your butt has to get in the gym and you got to work out. I don't care how much you come to church, pack a Bible, call yourself a Christian. There's a day where you got to know him. 
Just maybe let the Holy Spirit convict you today. Before anything, God wants you to be a son and a daughter, a friend. He wants, you, you're here to be in relationship with the Father. You're not here just to sell whatever you sell and do whatever you do nine to five and build this business and build. That's not why you are. You're here first and foremost to know him and to make him known. And the more you know him, the more we're going to make him known. Gnoski, I wonder, do you know him? John 15, 5. I am the vine, you, oh, J.O., I know that scripture. Listen, listen, listen. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears bears. Baby, you are bearing fruit. You're not bearing, but you're bearing. Did you, did you get that? You're bearing much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can't do it without intimacy with him. Gnoski with him, and you won't be barren. You're going to be bearing. Much fruit. John 15, 8. By this my Father is glorified that you... Come on, go with me. Go. You got to go with me, church. Preach back at me a little bit. By this the Father is glorified that you... Much fruit. Much fruit. So you will be my disciples. God never, ever looks for Christians. He looks for disciples. <laughs> you can write all day long you're a Christian on the application. He's always looked for disciples, wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you go and Boom, baby. Boom. And that your fruit should remain, and whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. God desires, God is glorified, God is looking for fruitfulness. Fruitfulness, birthing, multiplication, spiritual birthing, not that of nuts and flakes. I have a serious allergic reaction to spiritual nuts and flakes. I get the hives, break out, and my hair falls out. Don't be a spiritual nut and flake. But be fruitful. Matthew 12, 33, listen to this one. Either make the tree good and the fruit good or make the tree bad and the fruit bad. For the tree is... Uh-oh. <laughs> By its fruit. 
have to always wonder, oh, is, 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 is he part of a cult? Just look at their fruit, man. If they're making you drink juice, you should bail. Some of y'all don't know what that means, right? Y'all had communion today. <laughs> That's some good Kool-Aid right there. That's the good stuff. Just look at the fruit. Are you with me? Just look at the fruit. I want to do this by closing. I've dug myself a little ditch. But you know where I'm at. I want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to think about your own life, your own relationship with the Father, your Gnoski. And I want to ask you a few questions. Let it sink in just for a moment. My first question, I'm going to do some fruit checking. Let's do some fruit checking. Do your own fruit checking right now in your life. And just be honest with yourself. I've had people said in my Lostology class that's never shared the gospel with anyone. Now, I'm glad they're in the class because I want that to change. But they were, they were at least honest. Here we go. Is there fruit in your life? Think about it. Are you bearing fruit? Is there fruit? What kind of fruit? Good. If it's bad, let's uproot the tree, change the root, change the fruit. might need to replant engraft whatever we need to do are you lacking fruit or bearing fruit church the key is intimacy knowing Gnoski today I simply this is the altar call right where you are for this specific call if you have been convicted today by the Holy Spirit and you're like wow man, I really want to know God I really want to produce fruit wow I really want to be a good tree God I need to be closer to you if there's any day that I want to be closer to you is today God if this is somehow convicted your heart, I just want you to slip your hand over on your heart and I want to pray for you right now, wherever you are. Just pray for you that I got my hand on my heart in a very real way because I've thought about this knowing God for a long time. It convicts me when I start praying it and thinking about it. And I just want to pray for us today, right now, that like never before we would know Him. Not, not know of Him, not know about Him, not come to church, not just pack a Bible, not, do, not just do good works, not just tithe and offering, not, just, not even just being born again, but that we would know Him. Father, I just thank You for every person that has their hand on their heart, and those that don't. Those that don't, I'm hoping that they have a crazy love relationship with You and Your Word. And those that 
have their hand on their heart, I'm asking God that you would push back all the things that get in the way and squeeze you out of our lives. All the things that pressures us or all those things that pushes prayer, prayer life or word life out of our lives, God, that there would be a, a, a change. We can still do fun things and activities and fellowship and hang out, but God, that we would have that time that we may gnoski you, that we may know you. Let us draw nigh to you that you would draw nigh to us. Jesus' name.